Good afternoon, my name is uh, Stephen Capaldo, uh, coming from uh, Capaldo with Love, or Wheelbarrow Man if you prefer. And uh, today I'm going to just talk about a few questions that I'm asked, you know, I'm asked my opinion about certain things that are happening, or, uh, you know, what do I believe about uh, certain topics, and it's just going to be very uh, general and... Um, you know, nothing really specific, but uh, at least it will answer some questions that maybe people have, and they've, some of them some of them have been asked of me. So I'll just go through that. Some of the challenges that I face, you know, what uh, when people, uh, you know, say, well, what do you think of this, and why do you think a certain thing, and what do you think of that? And so I'll just go through some of the things. Some of them are current events, and some of them are uh, different things that you know they, they have to do more or less with uh, with uh, God and the Word of God and things like that. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, so of course you know one of the big things I'm asked is you know what do I think of the whole COVID nineteen pandemic thing? And I've done an awful lot of study of this issue, um, a, a lot of medical study, uh, legal study policy, that type of thing, the way many other people have, and um, I'm certainly convinced that people have died, of course, they've died of something, they've died of seasonal illnesses mostly, is, is what I think, and in numbers that are fairly normal for that, that season. Um, the uh, Perhaps there was a little bit of uh, 5G thrown in there, I don't know. I, I think that's a possibility, but as far as COVID-19 pandemic, uh, I believe that that storyline or that narrative is, is not true. Uh, it was made up to scare people, uh, to create an excuse to close down the economy, close down the world, take control, take away personal rights, uh, and it uh, was a spectacular success, you know, right up until the end of the seasonal illness season. So now we have other things going on. We have riots going on, and I'll I'll talk a little bit about that later. Uh, and I guess riot is not a politically correct word. We have unrest, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but anyway, uh, as far as COVID nineteen goes, that's that's my view of what that is. And there may be some other storyline pandemic, you know, that's coming up later. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, what the plan is, and we'll have to wait and see uh, what our future holds. Are we headed really for a continuation of the new world order, or will something else be brought in? I think a good, very good thing for people to research is something called Nesara, which a couple of friends uh, pointed out to me, N-E-S-A-R-A. -A. Uh, it's the National Economic and Social Administration Recovery Act, something like that, Nesara, N-E-S-A-R-A. Uh, which uh, would seem it has a very unusual history of how it's uh, how it came to be uh, around. Uh, I think you should read up on that, see what the history of it is, see what it could do if it were enacted as U.S. legislation, uh, and what it could do if it were enacted in other places. And I think this is a this is a choice that the current U.S. president uh, Trump or Trunk or whatever you call him. Uh, has in front of him is, is whether he's going to continue down the path of the new world order or is he going to try to take a different path and fix some of the problems really fix some of the problems and not simply play into the hands of the the, the bankers and the jesuits and uh talmudic judaism and this type of thing 
uh, Christian Zionism. Uh, you know, and I'll, I'll talk more about that later. I mean, he said, what, what is he going to do? He has a chance to do the right thing. As far as uh, COVID-19, during the, the uh, so-called pandemic, we had this uh, policy, and we still have it. It was, it was the restrictions have not been lifted. Uh, we have this uh, wearing of masks and uh, social distancing, um, staying you know two meters or six feet apart. You know whatever the numbers are where you live. Um, and if you look, I just wanted to talk a little bit about masks. If you do a study of masks, the history of masks, by and large, they have been used as symbols of humiliation or submission or muzzling of people. Uh, are they healthy to wear? I think that's very controversial. It doesn't appear that it's that healthy to keep breathing in your own CO2 and, and, may, and wearing something that makes it more difficult to breathe. And what about the ramifications for people's rights? And, and I know that this is politically not correct to talk about people's rights, that if you talk about people's rights, human rights, freedoms, liberty, whatever you want to call it, if you talk about that, you're going to be portrayed, tarred and feathered, <laughs> as an individual that cares more about his own selfish little rights or her own selfish little rights and does not care about the lives of other people. And, and that's not true. You can do both. You can have your personal sovereignty in Christ, you can have that sovereignty, and you can care about other people. It's not an either-or. But of course, the dividers of this world, the dividers, the powers that shouldn't be of this world, are always trying to get people to uh, get involved in, in phony fights, things that aren't really issues. In other words, why can you not be a person who has freedom? Freedom in Christ, personal sovereignty, you can call it different different things, why can you not have that and also be a loving and caring and compassionate person? Uh, people don't want to talk about that because it's a little bit too real. But uh, that's really the issue. And I just wanted to, just because I'm I'm kind of, you know, your, your podcast host is 67 years of age going on 12. I would just like to play this song. And I know it's going to drive uh, some of my friends crazy to hear it. But it's just, it, it's so beautiful. This media bear, I wear my face mask in the car. I just wanted to, uh, j just, just to lighten the mood a little bit and just to show how silly and illogical certain things can be. And sometimes you, you sometimes you just have to laugh. So, uh, so I'm just going to put that on. It's about four minutes. And with apologies to my friends who think it's a stupid song, it is a stupid song, but it's, it has a, it has a message that is, uh, that, that, that I think is is more on the serious side. So I'm just going to play it. It's only four minutes. Turn it off if you don't like it, and then we'll be back. I wear my face mask in my car so Some form of punishment. Don't mess around with the CDC numbers. Oh, no, 
solution, uh, which is a year to two years off, is the vaccine. I wear my face mask in my house so I can, so I can stop a symptomatic disease spread to myself. So anyway, that's that's it. It's good when you have the uh, video too, but since we're an audio podcast, you can you, know, you can get a a flavor of what it's about. And if you want to go to Media Bear uh, and get his uh, get onto his video playlist, I wear my face mask in the car. Um, it's it's quite funny, very very well done. I thought it was very uh, <clears throat> very well shot and uh, you know filmed and uh, and funny, just just very funny uh, social satire, you might call it. So anyway, um, I'm also asked about vaccinations. Uh, I, I don't uh, judge people if they're going to take a vaccination. I would recommend against it. I don't, uh, I don't plan on taking any more vaccinations. I've been vaccinated enough in my life. And uh, the last few years, I found out enough, you know, what's, what goes into these things. I mean, uh, <clears throat> if you've got, uh, you know, uh, pig, uh, uh, you know, pieces of pig and, uh, you know, f- uh, aborted matter, uh, um, aborted baby matter and 
metals and things like this in a vaccination, it hardly seems like something that's going to cure illness. It seems more likely that it's going to promote illness. And so I, I really don't think that, I, I think if people just say they're not going to take it, they're not going to take it. I mean, people are so getting so whipped up and so afraid of, you know, well, you know, FEMA's going to come and they're going to drag us off to a camp and they're going to force us to take a vaccination. If it's not FEMA, it will be uh, you know, National Guard, military, uh, law enforcement. But, you know, these, these people are so organized, dis disorganized, rather, trying to make it up as they, they go, you know, trying to uh, make up policy and make up procedures and cover situations as, as, they, as they go that I... I, I don't know. I, I don't personally, I'm, I'm not afraid of that, you know, people coming to get us. I don't think you should be either. I don't think you should live your life in that type of fear anyway. But as far as these people getting together and coming and getting us, uh, you know, um, if you if you truly have faith in God, you know, you, you, ha you have an ultimate protector. I think, you know, these, uh, the, these uh, people at the top of the pyramid who have been trying to pull this off, you know, taking over global control, um, you know, they've been at it for a long time, and it still has not completely come to fruition. You know, they've, they, they, they got a big break uh, recently, you know, being able to get away with this uh, so-called, uh, you know, COVID-19 pandemic. But, uh, you know, they, in order for their schemes to be realized, to be carried out, they need all the way down the line, they need very smart and very competent people, and still they would not be able to overcome the power of God. So I think if you truly are in the family of God, through faith in Christ, if you truly are in the family, and you you know you you find out truth, what does that mean? You know you don't use it to oppress people or to shame people or you know uh, hate people. You don't you don't use it for that, but you use it to love people and invite people. But if you're truly in the family, uh, then I I think in the end you don't really have to fear these things. You should not be living a life of fear. You should be just uh, as the younger generations like to say. Now you should be out there crushing. You know that's uh, the <laughs> In, in the, if you study the Bible, a common word used is overcome or, you know, victory or something like that. But now it's crushing. You should be out there crushing. Uh, you should be doing what it is that God has called you to do. Um, whatever that might be, but it, it will have to do with loving and living and creating and building and bearing fruit and, and you know, being kind to people, you know, being, being the decent, honorable person that you were created to be, created in the image and likeness of Christ, right? Um, and another thing I often get asked about is, well, what about marriage and intimate relationships and all that? And, you know, this is like all of this discussion, all of these things, they remind me of, you know, Jesus being being sort of tempted by the Pharisees and, and they're, they're, they're always trying to trap him. And the Pharisees weren't all against Jesus. I'm not trying to create that impression. I think you should do some study. But they, a, a lot of them were, and a lot of them really are, were the... Uh, are, are the ancestors of what we now call the uh, the Zionists, which I'll talk about later, um, in in a later message, a little bit later in this message, but a little bit, I'll do a whole message on it later. Um, they always ask him questions, you know, like why do you do the such and such on the Sabbath? Well, well, why not? I mean, is you know, if you're you're helping someone, I mean, that's what's what's the true spirit of the Sabbath? And that's the way I feel about this question. It's like it's it's set up to try to divide people and to try to get people arguing with each other and hating each other and this type of thing. And it's really very simple. We know that biology says that you need a man and a woman to produce a child. That's simply biological fact. Other than that, for any kind of intimate relationship, you basically, you do what scripture says. You love the Lord your God, you love your neighbor as yourself, and you respect people's privacy. And that's what you do. That, that, that's it. I mean, you you don't, 
you just you let it go other than that. There's nothing else that needs to be discussed. Uh, another big one that comes up is the, the flat Earth. You know, there have been a lot of things now, you know, wh where do we really live and has there ever been space travel and this and that. And, <coughs> sorry, there's a lot of pollen in the air this week and I have allergies. So I may be, I may be just coughing a little more than, uh, than normal. Uh, but it's not COVID-19, I can assure you of that. But, uh, f um, you know, uh, needless to say, I've become very skeptical about NASA. Um, that's my own personal opinion. I think you have to be like the Bereans and you have to search things out and find out what you think about these things. But uh, as far as, you know, what does the Word of God tell us about uh, where we live? Well, we do hear things like a dome. It's dome-shaped and possibly has some kind of corners. I don't know. But I think the thing is that the Earth might incorporate characteristics of both theories, the globe and the flat theory, number one. And number two, does it really matter? Is it an issue uh, of your eternal relationship with God? Uh, no, it isn't. You know, and uh, I, I think, you know, I, I heard someone say that they, they, uh, they got saved by believing in the flat earth. Well, no, they didn't get, if, the, if they did, if they did come to an eternal relationship with God, it was not by believing in the flat earth. It was because they turned to Christ. They were reborn of the spirit above in Christ. Um, and maybe, I don't know, maybe the flat earth thing got them thinking about, you know, who's, uh, who, who God is and thinking about the, the truth of the Most High and this and that and Father Spirit and, and the Eternal Son. I, I don't know. But this whole business of flat earth, globe earth, uh, you know, it's it, it just, it's, it's not, it isn't worth fighting. And, you know, you do your own research on has there been space travel? Is there such a thing as a low... Uh, or is it, do we have a low orbit Earth? Are the moon and the sun exactly the way we thought they were? And you know, uh, you know, we we know that eventually there's going to be some kind of uh, reset, the world to come, right? And not just on Earth, you know, but the Creator is the Creator, and He can do whatever He wants, whatever He wants. There will be a reset of His creation. Um, it will be Earth. It will be the galaxies. It will be the universe. And who knows how that's all going to work? You know, we, we're we're working from um, our own very limited uh, knowledge base as humans. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to increase it uh, and gain wisdom and truth from the Word of God and, and Logos. You know, we're trying to, to gain in the knowledge of the truth and we're trying to walk by the Spirit, not by the flesh. But still, you know, we are, for now, we are still uh, humans and we have some limitations in, in our ability to understand all, all, these, uh, the, all these things, the things of God. And I think that there's a certain arrogance, and especially among, you know, in Christianity, I've seen a certain arrogance uh, of, you know, that we can know all sorts of things about what's going to happen. We know everything that has happened and we can know all kinds of things about what's going to happen, and especially in the area of prophecy. And I've, I've talked about it a lot. And I don't want to be a broken record. I'm sure I'll talk about it again. But uh, I, I think a little bit of humility is the least we can do, you know, to serve the Almighty Creator. Another thing I, I hear about is, you know, Eastern religions and Eastern forms of exercise or meditation or whatnot. Um, I was, I, I have a family member who's involved in Kundalini, Kundalini Yoga. And I tried it once for, I don't know, a month or two. And I was having severe stomach pains. 
uh, from it, and I stopped doing it, and then a day after that, I didn't have those pains anymore. So I, I took that as something from the Almighty, that this, this was not for me. This was somehow I was doing things within the context of another religion. And I'm not, you know, I, I'm not into Christianity as a religion. I'm not, uh, I don't want to get involved with religion. I want spirituality. I want a true uh, relationship, a true spiritual relationship with the creator of the universe. That's what I want. That's what I'm seeking. Uh, so anyway, I dropped the Kundalini Yoga and I do, uh, we're doing uh, Tai Chi now. I'd done it many years ago. And we're doing it now again, and I'm I'm not experiencing any of those problems. You know, I, I think it's a it's a different thing. It's about exercise, and it's about healing. And um, there is a certain some of the people who practice it have a certain philosophy that creation just exists, that there was never a creator. And obviously, that's I don't believe that that's true. But this is it, it's about harnessing your energy within creation and as part of creation to heal your body and to get some exercise. So, and I have not had any of the same problems, but, you know, some, some, sometimes you mention Eastern this or, you know, or, or whatever, Eastern that, and you, you get this whole big uh, lecture about, you know, oh, it's demonic, how can you do that? Well, how do we really know? How do we really know sometimes what's demonic and what isn't? I mean, sometimes it's clear. But, you know, the Greek word demona, it's a divine spirit, and a divine spirit can be twisted into something that's bad or not. So I think that people should just, you know, show a little bit of humility and not just write off everything because they heard it from someone that uh, they think they trust or they learned it 30 years ago and, you know, so they're never going to study anything else. And it's like this next topic I'm going to take up is the, the uh, uh, anti-Zionism versus anti-Semitism, and the two things are very different. And very often uh, Christians have embraced something called uh, Christian Zionism. They may know it or they may not know it, but uh, they won't look at anything else because they've never studied anything else. And I, I'm not going to get too far into this right now because I'm going to do a, an, at least one podcast on it uh, later on when I get some, some more of the content ready. Uh, but basically, this is another thing that comes up a lot, is that if you are, if, what is Zionism? It is the political ideology or philosophy of the New World Order. Uh, the, the platform is Talmudic Judaism assisted by Christian Zionism, by, by Christians. Um, so you can be against Zionism, but you're not anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitic means hatred of Jewish people. And no, we are not to hate Jewish people or any other people. We pray for them to come to Christ. But anti-Zionism is a political, a political philosophy, even a political party, for the New World Order based on Talmudic Judaism and with the assistance of Christian Zionists throughout the world, uh, evangelical Christians, especially in the U.S. So these two are very different things, and I'm going to make that point in the podcast that I do, but I'll leave it right there for now. And the final thing I'm going to touch on, uh, just for this in this podcast, there are many more things that I could touch on, things that come up and I get asked about or challenged about, is like what's going on now with the, uh, the, the racial uh, protests and things like this. You know, racism is... It's it's part of the false reality, right? I mean, there is no in the in the, in the within the love of God, there is no such thing as racism, right? Uh, if you are truly in the love of God, there is no racism. It's it's a spirit that comes from this. It's a twisted spirit from this other thing. You know, there's love of God and not love of God. Well, racism is definitely not love of God. So uh, so then, what about something like Black Lives Matter? Well, you know. How about this? How about what really matters is what you do with your life, right? 
rather than saying, you know, this one matters or that one matters or something else matters. How about what you do with your life is what really matters, no matter who you are. And of course, politically incorrect, it will be mocked, it will be, uh, you know, whatever, denigrated, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it. But anyway, this is ju- these are just some of the things that come up and, you know, you have to answer them. If you're, you know, trying to live with some measure of integrity, you have to answer them, and which means a lot of times you have to think through things and, you know, pray about things and study things and see what you come up with for conclusions. And sometimes down the road, your conclusions might change. But uh, this is the type of thing that I think we all come up with. And uh, uh, if you're in some way studying the uh, Logos, the Word of God, and trying to share that, you're, you're going to face a lot of challenges uh, uh, I, I do consider myself a Christian. I'm not ashamed to say that, but uh, I am ashamed uh, to see when so-called Christians use their beliefs to oppress or hate other people. And, and I think that's really what we need to be on the lookout for. So I'll, uh, I'll close there um, and uh, finish with the, the prayers and uh, talk to you next time. Thank you for listening. We'll start with Psalm 91 as usual. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will rescue you from the hunter's trap and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is body armor and shield. You will not fear the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the plague that stalks in the darkness, nor the scourge that lays waste at noon. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look on with your eyes and see the wicked paid back. For you have made the Lord your dwelling, who is my refuge, even the Most High, who is my refuge. So no evil will befall you, nor any plague come near your tent. For he will give his angels charge over you to guard you in all your ways. Upon their hands they will lift you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and cobra, trample the young lion and serpent. Because he has devoted his love to me, I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high, because he knows my name. When he calls on me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, rescue him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. A psalm of David, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You've anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Truly goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you very much for listening. Bye for now.